Hey, Chris. Yeah. Do you have any jokes for this week's episode about kids in VR? Ryan, kids in VR is no joke. Haven't you seen the ratings by Sony? They could die. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 29 of Virtual Boys. I am Chris, and this beautiful bastard next to me is Ryan from the VR Grid. What is up? Uh, if you haven't been able to tell from the opening there, um, we're talking about the very serious matter about kids in VR. Kids uh, in VR! If you guys have been on any Facebook groups or Reddit groups, and you've seen that question come up, uh, it can be a very heated debate. We wanted to shed some light on it. We've put on our spectacles and scientist hats done a little bit of research at least i have my spectacles on and uh, we're going to tell you guys i guess um a little bit about what we've seen and we're going to talk about our own opinions and we even have a special guest that's going to jump in and uh give us her very special insight into playing vr as a kid um i guess before we get into it patreon we got one if you guys want to support the channel further it would be very appreciated. And thanks very much to our uh, patrons that are already in there. You guys are amazing. You get gas. It's just really cool. <laughs> I really appreciate it, guys. And, uh, of course, for the rest of you greedy bastards want this for free, you can get it on all the podcasts. And also just, you know, comment, hit that like button, subscribe, share. You know the deal. That helps us out. Uh, yeah. Ryan, what do you got? All right. Kids in VR, um, I am a father of one, and my kid has definitely used the headset. She's currently 10 years old, give or take a year, I can't count. And um, it's been a t hot topic since 2016, when everyone was like, you know, what age, you know? And, you know, if you, like I said, if you go on social media forums, it's never put your kids in VR, it'll ruin their brains. And, you know, all, to people who are just like, I let my kids live in VR for eight hours a day. And I've definitely seen those kids online because they play Rec Room. And are terrible human beings, or at least potentially future. Now they're in a township tale out on right. Quest, <laughs> July 15th. Uh, but we did want to cover very seriously, um, one, what age is appropriate, at least as far as like current studies or any studies out there. And I guess also just our thoughts as far as like, you know, like should kids be in this medium in general? And then we'll just trickle that down the hill. And for the record, no, kids should not be in VR because they interfere with my online play. I'll Actually, no, that's... Yeah, you know what, man? That's a totally different topic. No, it's a it's a totally valid topic, but no, <laughs> I'm... <laughs> no, I know. Well, I mean, yes. Uh, as an adult who doesn't necessarily love, you know... I'm, you don't see me in the playground going out and playing with the kiddies. Um, and that's why VR is a weird place, right? Cause man, VR chat. You encounter kids in VR chat? That's messed up. I can I can officially attest this being like, okay, this is not right. That's why I go hang out in the... In the rooms where there's like guys playing around with like predator and alien costumes and shit. Kids aren't in there. Kids are dressing up as furry creatures and touching each other. I don't know. I don't know what the kids these days are doing. Okay. Well, full disclosure, I am not a father uh, yet, but I am a responsible uncle. And uh, so I guess I still have kind of thoughts around this. My initial thoughts, as this has been a topic since I got into PSVR in 2016, has been that this seems to be our generation's version of the don't sit too close to the TV when we grew up in the, you know, the 80s and the 90s. Um, I always felt that there was this thing of, so Sony had their age range at 12. Quest has it at 14. 
Samsung and the Google Daydream have it at 13 and HTC just said no young children. So thanks, HTC. Labo VR, seven. Thank you for that. And and I want to talk about that because that's that's another point. Um, and so obviously you can see there's no real consensus on this. And I think that a lot of people just felt that like this seems to be an arbitrary age, um, an age that is put onto a lot of video games and stuff too, um, just for eye strain and all that stuff. And it's and it just kind of seemed to be a liability issue. We better just cover our asses. Um, like I was reading that like there's like like plastic bag manufacturers have like all these like details around their plastic bags and like 15 kids a year die from plastic. 25, bags. 25. Did you read kids that too? You read that article. And what is it like 50 billion bags are sold a year? And yet they still put that out there just to cover their ass, you know? But I, I always felt, and then uh, you weigh in on this is I always felt that like kind of the attitude was, and rightfully so VR so new. There's no studies. I mean, we're five years, six, five years later. That's still not a lot of test study time um, from the time that, like, say, VR was anyone was really using VR to any degree of time um, to come up with any long, like, long-term impacts. And I think so that's always been that whole, ooh, we're afraid of we don't what we don't have, like, information on. So we better not risk it. And I get that. Like, I'm not a dad. But I kind of get that whole, like, I think that, like, prior to doing any research and just going off the general opinion, I probably would have been like, okay, kid, I don't have, you can play like 15 minutes, you know, and then, you know, and then you gotta, you gotta go do something else, you know, just give them the gist, the experience without, you know, walking away and let it babysit them. Yeah, I mean, so from what I read, I mean, obviously, I've been VRing for five years now, so my kid would have been five when I got VR, and she, I guarantee you, she had the thing on when she was five. Um, but it was, like I said, small doses, and I didn't really know, I didn't, you know, I'm not an eye doctor, uh, as far as I know, you're not an eye doctor either. Um, we call us optometrists, I suppose, but... Um, uh, actually, optometrists are, like, the... They're like the bottom feeder of eye doctors. They're the ones that like test your vision at like Costco. Um, ophthalmologists are actually eye doctors. Look, the four-eyed co-host here would know that. I don't. Um, <laughs> anyways, so I, I didn't have glasses before I started playing <laughs> VR. Everything's fine. <laughs> On that note, VR can actually help that, but we'll get into that. Anyways, um, so I've always been cautious. Obviously, to that 2016. It was basically like, don't put your kids in VR. Like, there's an age warning for a reason. And I talked to my optometrist, no, ophthalmologist, um, uh, back then, and he was like, nah, it's just like, uh, you know, it's, it's the same thing for like video games that cause like seizures and stuff, the signals and stuff. That's the only reason why they're there. I was like, all right, well, you know, that's one, one guy's opinion. I didn't, you know, it wasn't like, well, that's it. That's my blanket answer. But I was still cautious. So my kid only, here ever- you go, daughter. <laughs> yeah, right. I bought you your own headset. Um, I will see you on Monday. So she was playing Beat Saber and everything else. Um, and it's funny because, like, you know, reading these articles, like, she would complain about, like, her her neck hurting after maybe 15, 20 minutes because these headsets, um, they're not built for kids. That's kind of where it yeah. all comes back to is they're not built for kids. And that's just the size, um, the IPD, all that stuff that we kind of 
take for granted, but you know they're designed for to, to fit adult heads. So just the weight of them alone can actually cause kids discomfort, which is part of this whole twelve, thirteen thing, uh, the age thing, and um, yeah, the, head size. It, like it's literally a head size thing, and it's something that I don't think gets talked about. And to be honest, I never really thought about it, other than when I've had like um, my friends' kids or my nephews uh, or uh, nieces rather over and just like you go to put it on their head and it's like as tight as it goes and it's still sloppy it's like mm. the playstation's better for it because yeah. i think sony was kind of like yeah yeah you know families and in conjunction with that whole size thing is the ipd thing your interpupillary exactly. distance um, and it might just not go close enough for yeah kids, which can give them a bad experience that plays into the whole thing it could give them headaches if you know they're not seeing a clear stereoscopic image right yeah, so that's kind of where, as far as I can tell from my research, that's generally what the age warning is. It's not about wearing out your eyes or anything like that, any more than it would be from staring at your tablets or TV screens or anything else. It's more just a comfort thing. Um, you know, the, I, studies that, studies I read um, said that kids actually experience much less discomfort as far as VR sickness goes um, compared to um, adults, uh, 18 and up kind of thing. Um, so whether maybe you could, you know, if you get kids in VR at a younger age, that might actually prepare them. They're just more adaptable. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. Um, so hang on before you move on from that though, I just, the, the, the whole VR sickness thing. Um, and the reason it might be a developing mind kind of thing is where, where kids have the upper hand is when I did my, uh, VR sickness video, I did a little bit of research on that one too. And one of the things that came up was. There's still different theories around VR sickness, but one of the leading kind of theories is that not everybody has the same ability. I can't remember the exact words, but basically the the your ability, your mind's ability to kind of um, understand 3D shapes and how they move and look without seeing them move and look. I can't remember the term it is, but basically it's, you know, it's your understanding of, uh, of geometry um, in your, and being able to kind of like see it and understand it on a brain level. It's kind of an IQ thing. So that's kind of uh, probably a bit of a, a, ter- a risky territory to get into. It's like you have VR sickness cause you're dumb. <laughs> but I hope they discover that. <laughs> sorry dumb people i apologize if you get vr sickness i'm sorry for you but that's just too funny well i do know someone who that really lines up with but my my you know my but my wife is one of the smartest people i've ever met and she does not do vr well so it's it's there's other issues like you know just just inner ear and just being a, a baby like she is but regardless i could see how that would be something that kids would be necessarily like better at if that if like they're like if their brain was like actually making those connections um in a 3d space you know it would kind of and because where the disconnect comes from with that whole thing is that if you're if your mind isn't very good at kind of conceptualizing 3d objects without seeing like the full image and everything then there's a there's a processing issue of just not understanding as easily as some like what's happening to their right. like, with the brain and the eyes, so yeah, I think totally we're talking understand. Pretty young that. there, though. I think I, I think I think kids get that pretty early. Like, you know, I think you're talking like five and under as far as that kind of stuff goes. Like you know, kids have decent depth perception as far as like they do, know, but this isn't depth perception, kind of right? Like yeah, this yeah, is yeah. this is higher higher brain functioning. Like you know, like our generation 
growing up with video games, being the first one to really grow up with video games, we do have really good eye-hand coordination. If you've been a gamer, um, there's just like, and there's just certain things that I've run into in life, whether, you know, I was playing saxophone or it's just certain things like only so many people can do this thing with their fingers. It's like, I can do that. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we just grew up with that kind of muscle memory. Absolutely. Um, and I just think that this is, this could be the next, you know, this generation's version of that. Um, so yeah, the kid, you know, anyways, I kind of cut you off to go back to the kid thing, but if you remember where you were at, I don't, um, but I mean, <laughs> like I said, it's, you know, it, it still comes down to really, it's that, it, it's that time factor. Um, as far as like your kids in VR goes from everything I've seen, minus like one or two studies that say, you know, this could potentially still cause like nearsightedness or something like that, but there's nothing to back it up other than like a cautionary tale. Um, it's, it, it seems to just come down to a time thing. I mean, th- Depending on what you read, summer is like put your kids in there for like 10 minutes at a time with 10 minute breaks, all the way up to like put them in there for an hour at a time with 50 minute breaks. So it really depends on who you are as a parent, the age of your kid and everything else. But as far as like concerns over like, I'm going to melt my kid's eyes, it doesn't really seem to be a thing. Not really. And obviously there'll be exceptions to the rule and there'll be that one kid that like, you know, whatever, for some reason, because their eyes were sensitive to whatever and they go blind because of VR, that'll make headlines. But realistically, everything I've read up, you know, over the last five years, even going back to studies done in 2009, which I don't put too much credence in because I don't know if VR was anywhere near as good um, as far as like frames per second and yeah. you know like all that stuff so studies back then i don't really count like oh yeah some of the kids got sick I mean, yeah it's because they're playing games running at 15 frames per second that'll make anyone sick so well i mean that is and that is yeah that is definitely something that i've i started to notice is that a lot of the things that people who are warning others on say facebook and reddit those cautionary tales most of them seem to be coming from these 2016 studies that were you know, early and weak. And anything yeah, you even see studies, now, yeah, studies in quotes, because I think they were honestly, they were much more about like clicks than about like actual informative, like guides. Like they, a lot of them were just like, well, we think it might cause this maybe possibly just because CNN wanted to say like VR is yeah, bad for kids. Well, and there's definitely, yeah. And you're also going back to a time period where it was very much like, fear around vr it's gonna take over eh, it's gonna change the way i play video games it made me sick like there's you know lots of pushback not and you don't see that nearly now but like looking at more recent studies like you know moving away from you and i just like conjecturing uh i'm looking at a study right now from the american academy of ophthalmology uh they posted it on their website although there are no long-term studies uh Ophthalmologists agree that there is no reason to be concerned that VR headsets will damage eye development, health, or function. Age limitations for VR technology might make sense for content, but as far as we know, this technology poses no threat to the eyes. They also go on to talk about a study of 50 children, uh, and their conclusion was that young children tolerate fully immersive 3D virtual reality gameplay without noteworthy effects on motor functions. Uh, VR play did not induce significant post-VR postural instability or maladaptive maladaption of the vestibula ocular <laughs> reflex vestibulo 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 ocular reflex the prevalence of discomfort and after effects may be less than what reported for adults and they use big words so you know it's official <laughs> right <scientific>. right <laughs> uh 
And then the last thing they said here, um, VR when applied intentionally can help cure eyesight impairments. Um, one entrepreneur who struggled all his life with strabismus, uh, which is basically he had cross eyes, has built a venture backed virtual reality company that offers um, a potential cure. And basically he says that he, he started, he didn't have stereo vision. And through using, uh, I guess, a VR application, he's actually managed to, like, I don't know, bring those eyes out. (laughs) But, uh, you know, and it says right in here, it actually addresses that older studies in 2016 by Leeds University showed a small number of kids suffered from imbalance issues. uh, And two of the children struggled, two, two struggled to determine differences in distance. In all cases, the effects were short-lived. So it's kind of like there's some actual studies and not just from like dr bob on www.vrscool.com uh <laughs> anyways <laughs> you know i mean it's like for parents that are worried you know go do research i mean that's really what it comes down to don't listen to us definitely don't listen to the people that are just like firing off on facebook and trying to shame you yeah absolutely. there's the like, go do your research um it's right there. Just Google like kids in VR and like said the articles that we me and both research me and both or me and Chris both researched this separately and he's quoting the same articles I read. They are all there and like I said, look for something recent. You can find older studies. Like I said, I found an article from two thousand nine and it was like this. I just don't think this is relevant because the technology has gone so far since then. That being said, I found you know articles from as early as a few months ago. A lot from 2020 and 19, but they changed dramatically from what was being said in 2016 and 17, like dramatically. So, I mean, that you know, do your research, find the articles you want. Um, but like I said, everything I found, you know, me and you both suggests that, you know, it's no different than staring at your tablet for eight hours a day. It's, you know, it's, it's up to you well, as the parent. You know, it's funny reading about it. And I don't know if you caught this. I caught it in another study that I actually have here, too. They were saying, uh, actually, contrary to that, that the eye strain is way worse for kids on tablets, way worse for tablets and phones because they're, they're looking at small screens. And even on TVs, they're still often like, you can still be doing this, whereas VR is like, it's here. So they might talk about eye fatigue, you know, with the stereoscopic, but as far as actual like eye strain of trying to see something, um, I mean... You can't beat a screen right in front of your face. Oh, even uh, neck strain. I mean, look at you. Know, you see a kid. The kid's like this, watching oh, a tablet a, for like which eight is something hours I've never. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, and that's VR. A real thing. VR. You're doing this, man. VR. It's natural motion. It's a virtual reality. That's well, it's kind of more. I guess it's. You could say it's more exercise too. You're getting more functionality um, and movement in your neck and your hands and your arms. And that's you know there. There's things that like we talk about all the risks, but it's like uh, they've also doing articles they were talking about how this benefits kids like obviously it takes eye hand coordination to a new level from like instead of just this it's like real eye hand coordination like you know beat saber these kids are growing up with beat saber um not only are they get, getting you know i was gonna say not only getting physical but they're also getting eye hand coordination but in a world where it sounds like kids are just i mean when you see it generally kids are just they're not playing in the streets anymore they're all playing video games and on their tablets I mean, I'm sure that's true to a certain degree. And it's like, all right, well, at least you get them doing something in VR. So there's benefits from a from a physical standpoint. The other thing I read about is that like they're like kids growing up with VR now, 
the educational opportunities to enrich like their understanding and their lives and their experiences like you could blow kids minds like when we were talking for eric for president there and he was talking about the the um what you call it the um Anne frank house right 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 you know like and these kids were coming away with way greater retention of the story and and just the details because they got to like be in that house in that room um and just the way that they the teaching tools they could give people and i was reading about this this guy was just there's this guy named dr joe cohen and i was watching a video on him and and he is a kind of a a geek doctor and he talks like he's a doctor but he talks a lot about um technology um and its impact on people and he's a huge proponent of vr um kind of confirmed all the studies that you and i were referencing there and just went on to talk about how jealous he was of his of his kids growing up in a world where they get to experience these types of things in vr Look, I've from a mind really, enriching standpoint i've played through some really cool um educational experiences one's called the chantry i think it's available across most of the headsets maybe not quest at least not quest officially um and all this is about the discovery of the the very first vaccine and all you, you tour this house you, you solve some very very basic puzzles um but it teaches you all about the like how vaccines were created it's a boring as fuck um experience but as a supplement to education, I would way rather learn like that than from a textbook. I mean, there was some crazy, you know, they tried to recreate this house from the, from the actual time when it existed. There's a paper lying on the ground, on, on the floor about the trade slave. Like, they, like, like, literally trading slaves on the cover of the newspaper, which was accurately recreated from old papers. And it's just like, God damn, this is wild. So there was some really cool stuff in there. I mean, I've visited virtual museums and seen some art up close yeah. in my face that I just, I don't have the opportunity to where I live. And so many other, even just, even just Google Earth, for God's sakes. I mean, I was just about to say, if you've played Google Earth and VR, it's mind blowing. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I literally just experienced it like a month ago. And I, again, I had my parents over on the weekend. And uh, my dad used to live in Africa and I put him into this and I was, and he like, he wanted me to take him to like the town he used to grow up in. You could just see it. his mind. Because he was like, he's like, wow. He's like, I remember that building. He's like, wow, there weren't this many houses. And like that ability, like my, the house that my mom grew up in, I took her to the backyard of her house. And even though like the 3D rendering is pretty weak when you get really deep in there, yeah, like literally the house had its height. We could see that like the big tree in the backyard was gone. We could see that the garden was gone, and like we were in the yard. Um, it's just an experience of like teaching kids geography way cooler than what we had to do sitting there right? going, okay, can I remember all the provinces and all the capital cities? Okay, BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. It's like you could teach that so much better now <laughs> and google's in the middle of trying to because that's all that's all 2d re, 2d mapped with 3d rendering software yeah. google is currently in the process of trying to 3d render everything like actually go back through the world and take 3d pictures of the whole world and putting that into google Earth. so it's actually taken as a 3d photo not a 2d image transposed into a 3d well, medium i'm pretty sure they are doing that it's just not everywhere because even when you're be. like <laughs> even when you're, yeah, but even when you're doing Google VR, um, Earth VR, you can definitely, like, you can go to, like, the bigger cities, and they look good. 
and you can go to like certain monuments and in like Germany and stuff. And it's like, it's very, very decent. It's not some shit rendering of like a, of a neighborhood house. Although that's super impressive still considering it was like, wasn't like, so okay. If you play Microsoft flight simulator, it's also using some of that, uh, the Google, uh, earth technology. And they're also, uh, working in conjunction with another company that brings in real time satellite weather, which is mind blowing. So if you want to, there's a hurricane beating the crap out of Florida, you can literally jump into that game and go fly through said hurricane. But yeah, anyways, you know, that's a, seems like another subject, but my point being is that if you're a kid, that's amazing. Like for your parents to be able to say like, Hey, do you want to see where mom and dad grew up? Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, um, just the education factor of VR is huge, and you know, like, you know, this this argument about kid, whether kids should or shouldn't be in VR when the benefits and coming soon. I mean, the Quest is the first sign that once they, you know, the next time COVID hits or whatever, like like realistically, like five years from now, like having VR classrooms, I think will be like a realistic option for some places, not everywhere, obviously, but oh. we're close. I mean, I saw there, there are VR headsets on the market now that are marketed towards children. It says basically kid friendly VR headset. I don't know. Bravo. I yeah. mean, that's, but that's the contradiction, right? Like you said, what did you say? Nintendo said seven, seven. Okay. It's like, come on. Okay. So every other headset's like 12, 14, 13. And then ten- Nintendo's like, damn it. That doesn't really work with our demographic. We should change that. Let's change it. Seven. There are and some it, things to that though, because like the, the Labo, the the the, the 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 Nintendo designed Labo headsets, you all have to do like you have to hold it to your head, right? So there is this like temporary gameplay factor because because you have to do this, is. you have to like then basically take breaks because you know you're holding this thing to your head. It's stupid. That being said, you're gonna say there's workarounds. I have a, a headset. and little ki- and little kids aren't like old guys like us. They're just gonna be like an hour. Like oh, this is amazing. Yeah, like I'm just saying the, the contradiction of of these age ranges and the Nintendo's just like yeah, we're gonna go with seven, we're gonna go with seven, and even then they know it's gonna go way younger than that. Like they know this, they're and they're marketing to it. Um, sort like, of. I think Labo VR is kind of dead, but yes, <laughs> it is. But they were, and of course it's dead because it wasn't really all that good. Um, and it was just kind of like I don't know. Nintendo just kind of did it. It it was a little gimmicky, but super it super gimmicky. It, but it didn't have to be. Although I mean, honestly, VR on the on the Switch, that's come on, it's not that powerful. I mean, I, although I guess you could say it's more powerful than the phones that were powering Gear VRs. It's um, the, it's the screen. It's that screen resolution yeah. that absolutely kill a 720p screen in your face like that. You want to talk about screen door effect? That thing has all the screen door effect you could ask for. Yeah, it re- definitely did. You know, but there's a couple of points I don't think people talk about. Um, I mean, age, you, we can talk about age. Um, and the one thing that that study referenced, though, is content. I mean, and that's a video game issue or, uh, you know, an online YouTube issue for any parent with kids. But the thing about VR is that outside of the PlayStation, which basically by default has a social screen, kids can very much be playing unattended. Like, and you really don't know what they're looking at. Like, yeah, you can lock out certain things, but I'm just saying a parent has way less control because it's not like they can just do this. Now, yeah, they could force the kid to be, you know, casting and on the PC and stuff, same thing. But it's still an issue of of being able to kind of parent that. 
and the other thing that they don't talk a lot about, <laughs> and I'm sure that anyone who owns a headset can relate to is just the maturity issue in that, like, do you want to put a 400 to $800 headset on a kid that's going to be like, and run into a wall. I mean, we're talking, uh, whether I talk about this now or in a bit, it's, it's still, there's still parental responsibilities with this technology. I mean, you have to understand that, you know, you can't just let your kid have this headset, send them off to their room and let them do their own thing because Mm -hmm. kids are dumb. Kids are idiots. You know, I don't play rec room for kids the reason why i don't play rec room outside of like actual planned functions is because of the child factor it's not fun to be in there when you have kids just screaming and rapping and just using every profanity they just learned you know dropping n-bombs like it's going out of style and it's not fun and you know when i first started vr chat it was the same thing i quickly found you know the right places to be and got away from that but kids online aren't fun. Even playing Pop 1 and stuff with these multiplayer shooters. Um, I'm not saying kids shouldn't be there. That's not what I'm saying that's what I'm at saying. all. I mean, that's a video game thing in general. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Not, we, no, can't, we can't just be like, until your balls or ovaries drop, you don't get to be in VR. I mean, I disagree with some. I mean, like VR chat for me, it should be an adults-only kind of uh, VR. It should be a, like a safe place for adults to go to. Like, this is VR the reason chat. why rec rooms and stuff exist. Um but, you know, you have to watch your kids, man. Like, if your kids is just, you know, you don't know what they're doing. Even, you know, like I said, the social, <laughs> the social screen thing is... Um, meanwhile, meanwhile, Ryan's kid's drinking bleach upstairs. <laughs> uh, no, I should go check on her, though. Um, <laughs> no, but you, you, you know, like I said, the social... I already thought of that, actually. But, like, having that, you know, it's very, it's fairly easy to cast or have a social screen available for whatever headset you're in. And so if you are a, a parent who's concerned or just wants to monitor, it's it's pretty easy to tap into that and then see what they're doing. At the same time, obviously, you know, if they're you know shouting profanities, hopefully you're around. For, you know, maybe, you know, it's, it's up to you as a parent and obviously how much you know your child. I'm not telling anyone how to parent. But, um, you know, there are some kids out there that could use some decent parents because they are out of control. I think you just have free reign of the headset. It's the same as, you know, tablet time, you know, TV time, Xbox time, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You know, there are limits to that. And this is a, this is another reality. Those same, the same things we talk about with adults, as far as like, you know, it's, it's another, you can go into these VR chat things or whatever, these, these, these online games and be like a representation of yourself. And I've seen adults behave differently in VR than, you know, than in real life. I've done it. Well, a lot of people would argue that that, that that's what they want to go in there and not be themselves. Like that's, for some, that's a thing. Sure. Um, But I think there's a difference between like adults who might know themselves a bit better and kids who are still discovering their identities. And, you know, it just, it just bears like paying attention to. I'm not saying like, you know, helicopter parent your kids in VR, but... At the same time, you know, like I would never let my kid just free reign do anything. Oh, here's your tablet. Go. And just never like double check to make sure they're doing the right thing. Because I guarantee you, if I was a kid, you know, if I was 13 years old, let's say 13 is a magic number. And I had this technology when I was 13, I would have consumed so much porn. Like it's just you would you would have just found it, though. Like you just like, like the second you're bored with whatever TV shows you're looking up for, you're like, all right, well, let's look up what, you know, like. 
you know, if you don't know those, you know, swear words, like, oh, I heard this, you know, this racist swear word, but I don't know what it means. Look it up. Well, then you're, now you're in this internet wormhole of, like, finding worse and worse, worse shit, and you're too dumb to filter it properly. And it's the same with VR, man. Like, when, you, when you're in these social settings as a child, you don't have the proper social filters in place to make proper decisions, and, you, and you're, you're an idiot. So it just... Ryan's parents looking on. I'm sure he's playing Job Simulator as you're like... <laughs> Wait, why am I? <laughs> Hold on a second here. <laughs> I, think I, I think I disagree with that. He's uh, made a hot dog. <laughs> he's just making hot dogs. <laughs> but my point stands that, you know, kids left to their own devices typically get in trouble. They don't typically, like, do the right thing. And I don't think... V- I think VR could... It could exacerbate that, I guess, as far as social settings go. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that we talk about was the social aspect. It's a good and thing. I, mean, I think it's a great thing. Well, it is. It can be a good thing. Especially like in the pandemic for some kids. Uh, I would say kids who were in lockdown, who were able to go play with their friends in rec room, uh, are probably adapted much better to the lockdown than kids who were you know, just not able to see their friends. You know, that's like I played with mini golf with my niece during the lockdown and I, I taught her how to play mini golf and walk about like, and that was a really, I hadn't seen her for like a year and it was really awesome. I mean, it's a, ne- it's next level. It Like it's kind of like, you know, for parents or grandparents who want to like see their kids and over zoom. If parents or grandparents, especially us growing up who are, te- and we're going to be tech savvy, there's going to be that option of, interacting long distance with someone like you know like jason like i've never met him and yet i feel like we've we've met and hung out like when we meet in rec room i give him a little virtual hug it's like it's just like hey man like how's it going like that's the only interaction i've ever had with him and so kids being able to have that opportunity could be really awesome but my point is could be because like you said ultimately it all comes back to the responsibility of the parents and that, like, you also want to make sure that that isn't, like, the way kids, your kids are socializing. Yeah. Like, and that it's appropriate socializing. Like, you know, because like you said, that's the issue. Like, I had someone comment on my township tale review, and he was, like, literally harassed by a young group of kids that were just, like, like you said, end-bombing him and, and like, being really abusive. They killed him and took his crap. And he was an adult. And it was like, well, you know, I would hate for my kid to go into township tale and then have that experience of being like, you know, like basically like straight up bullied. And I mean, and bullied gets thrown around these days, but like for real, that's not cool. And that's something that is harder to parent when they're in a virtual world. And I just think that those are the bigger issues than like their eye health, because everything we're reading, it seems to be that eye fatigue can be a thing. But that's just something it's it's just everything in moderation, right? No, you touched on that there. Um, you know, VR VR, we can both agree, is a much more personal experience across anything, whether it's an experience, a game, or just social interaction. But, you know, we talk about the, the, the bullying here, even like, you know, the cyberbullying on Facebook and everything else and all these kids committing suicide, you know, I think VR could potentially amplify that because there's just more of a personal connection with, you know pedophiles. I mean, that's something that it's a real it's a real issue it's an absolute real issue because like i think eric was the said that the the ability to influence someone is even greater than like being a keyboard warrior like 
you know, they're, if they're a smooth talker and they're physically kind of in someone's space. Yeah. I mean, you like, look at like, like, the, the whole catfishing angle, right? Like now, you know, you're not just looking at like a different picture of somebody you're not looking at their avatar yeah. and you're relating them to this avatar. And if that avatar, you know, like I said, as far as like some, you know, criminal or, you know, not good intentions goes, but there, you, you, it does, you know, break down these barriers. You know, if I saw a guy in rec room, you know, as a kid and this kid, this guy's, you know, he's got a Santa avatar going on. Like, you know, as a child, depending on, you know, what age you are, if they're in there, you know, maybe too young, there is that potential for that interaction to happen because, you know, it's a baiting thing. But, you know, this is, you know, I'm definitely just making things up here. I have no idea if this is happening or not, but you know, there is that potential. I Dude, on, over Christmas, I decided to buy the Santa costume in Population well, that's One. that's right, you did. Because I was like, yeah, like I'm tired of having my blue poofy jacket. There's a that's a new outfit. I'm gonna rock it and be all seasonal. I jumped in, thank God, with at least a couple of other like adults. And dude, that was insta creepy. I had all these kids, and they're like, "Hey, it's Santa! Hi, Santa!" They're like, and they're like, kids are trying to sit on my lap. They're like, "For Christmas, I want." And of course, they're just goofing around. But I was like, "This is really weird." I like built a wall around me. I was like, in a queue. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "No." because it was like i was like oh this is odd this is weird yeah so i mean just to, <laughs> to bring this back to the point you were actually making i guess this is for vr you said it's less about like actual like 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 physical ailments as far as VR goes and more about online safety i think the online safety thing is still a very big issue um with kids and that includes everything we just talked about um and just being a parent and being aware that you know this stuff goes on like you know it's it as a parent, you have to educate yourself on all these things. As a parent myself, I try to keep up on the latest whatevers as far as apps and everything else goes because I am a bit of a tech head. But I also have a responsibility. You know, if my kid's using WhatsApp, and I don't even know what WhatsApp is because I don't know what WhatsApp, you know, it, it, you have to, as a parent, you have to stay on top of this shit. No, you're right. There's a responsibility. Dude, the second your kid gets ahead of you, you're in trouble. Because totally. you're, and I remember as a kid, you know, like I could use a grade five, six, I could use a computer better than my parents could. And it was a computer they bought for the family, but I was just fucking, you know, I was, I was erasing Windows files that caused the whole computer to crash, but learning, right? Like every, everything I fucked up was a learning experience. And, you know, now I, I'm a techie guy and, you know, and kids are sponges for that kind of stuff. So you have to stay ahead or at least keep up or you're fucked as a parent. You're fucked. Yeah, because they'll just work around your parent parental settings if you even know how to put them on. Um, yeah, I mean, because as a kid, I mean, I, I would have taken advantage of that if I wanted oh. to do something. My parents said no. Like I wasn't allowed to watch our movies. If I was a kid now, I'd be watching our movies. Oh, man. Like, so easy. You just couldn't not. You could, <laughs> like, how could you stop me? I right? mean, yeah. OK, so you could block me out on Netflix. But I could probably find I could probably get some find a way to get an account somewhere else or just watch it for free on YouTube or just torrent it or like it's like you can't stop me. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, it's a thing um, now. I mean, I feel like we uh, have been approaching this the entire time as like the two adults going like, here's our opinion on VR. I think we need to bring in the expert. Oh, this is our segue? That's the segue. Nice. Thanks for making it weird. <laughs> Her name is Tegan. 
and she is a friend of the channel and uh, a daughter of my friend Todd. And Tegan plays quite a bit of VR, loves VR. She's been on the Pearl Games cast, so she's a game cat. And now she's a virtual girl. And this is Tegan. Hi, everybody. This is Princess Tegan VR Game Group. Today, I'm super happy to be on the Virtual Boys podcast. Well, thank nice. you for joining us. <laughs> Who's your friend? I see you have a friend with you. Um, Her name is Bobo, and she's my pet. Does Bobo play VR? No. She's a, she's a toy, but... Well, I don't I her. just sound stupid <laughs> now. <laughs> okay. Does that look like it's going to be a human? No, it has a tag on it. I have a tag on me. I'm not going to show it to you because that would be inappropriate. But... Skin tags are gross anyways. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For everybody out there, Tegan is six and a half years old, and she plays virtual reality. Uh, Tegan, do you remember what your first time playing VR was? Hmm. Probably when I was like three or four. Do you remember what, what? game you played? It was this. Oh, dad remembers. I predict Astrobot. Oh. Oh, Curious, t- no, Curious Tale of the Stolen Pets. Cool. I actually like that game. That's a good game. <laughs> And Dad's got it in wrap plastic. Tegan, what are your three favorite VR games? Um, Diazom, Minecraft, and um, the Wizard game, where you like have Waltz magic. Of the, Waltz of the Wizards, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you like better? Do you like virtual reality or playing games on TV? Um, virtual reality. That's the right answer. That is the right answer. Why? What do you love about playing VR? Because um, everything looks real, and then everything like pops up, and then and then like when you like play it, it just looks awesome. So, is there anything you don't like about VR? Um, not really. The, the only thing that I want to happen, I want like a game for kids, like like where like everything's awesome. <laughs> Have you I'll ever send that note to developers? Yes, developers make a game where everything is awesome. Please stop making games without awesome stuff. What do you like better, PSVR or the Quest? Mm, the Quest. Why? Why? Because because it's like more awesome and it has no wires, so you can just so you can just play the game without Have you... any wires in your way. Where did you go? Have you ever smashed your hands or your head while you're in VR? No. Good. That's a pro right there. That's yeah, absolute pro. Have you ever have you ever felt sick in VR? Have you ever gotten headaches? No, no, not ever. I, I just I just play the VR. I I don't get sick. I don't have headaches. I don't have anything. There we go. That's what we were talking about earlier. What is your least favorite thing about playing VR? The tutorials, how you have to read them. They should make a, like somebody actually like, saying the words. I don't I don't want to like read the words or anything. I don't want to have to read the words. I'm just starting reading, and it's very hard. 
for me. What's that game? What's the what was the game we were just complaining about there, Chris? Township Tale. Don't play Township Tale. Don't play that. You will not like that. See, but the good all. thing about a Township Tale <laughs> is that she doesn't have to read anything. They also don't say anything to you. <laughs> you just get nothing. Let me ask you one more question. One more question. What would be your dream VR game? Uh, um, my dad's friends are making a game, and it's called Virtual VR Pets. VR Pets, and, and would- I really want it to come out. It's like it's not out yet. And what would you want to do in your virtual pets game? Uh, feed, you like feed your dog and stuff and play with it. I think I'll like all that stuff. Oh, did it's you like hear that? A dog. <laughs> that sounds. You hear that, game or cat? Probably too. <laughs> you hear that, game cat? A dog. <laughs> you, can, you can you can have cats or something maybe. Yep. I have I have one final question. Who's your favorite Virtual Boys co-host, Chris or Ryan? Uh, you. Which one's you? You get we can't see where you're pointing. That's the Me? point. Yeah. Nice. Take a hike, Chris. This is my show now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bye, Shug. <laughs> he just he just he just fell over. What happened? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh no! Are the sharks eating you? Oh. I think he's falling and can't get up. Oh. <laughs> this is what happens when I don't get to be the favorite when host. Said, when you got up, everything was shaking when you got up. Tegan, I don't know why. I want to be the favorite host. Are you okay? I want to be the favorite host. But you love Shug too, right? <laughs> yep. All right, guys. Well, we're back, and Tegan's gone to bed. Or oh, whatever. I can swear again. Thank fuck. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> 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 Shit. Ass crap. It's it's my Tourette's. It's my it's yeah. my adult Tourette's. Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> um. Yeah. She's gone. Thank you, Tegan, very much. Thank you, Tegan. <laughs> We really appreciate you being on. I hope you didn't catch that last little bit, but knowing your father, you probably know those words. And we, <laughs> I guess in closing, <laughs> sorry, Todd. <laughs> uh, um, I have nothing really else to say other than I hope this was helpful to parents out there who were asking these questions and maybe not feeling like they had any really good answers. I think, you can see the joy in Tegan when it comes to talking VR. And uh, I know that for a fact, Todd definitely curates her experiences. And I think that like she has a lot of fun playing VR that she might just be stuck in front of the TV otherwise. So I think that's very cool in that regard. So like we said, moderation is everything. I don't know. Did you have anything in closing? No, I they say it comes back really like don't be afraid to put your kids in, kids in VR at least as far as like wrecking their eyes that's the, you know that's that's kind of like, you know like I said don't sit in front of the TV too long. Yeah. Same but thing. on that note, we're not doctors. So if 10 years from now your kids all fucked up Oh, yeah, they don't believe us. Like, we are well-informed and, idiots. Yeah, it's like if exactly. It's like we are not experts. So if your kids super fucked up and they like like literally can't see this in front of their face, 
It's not yeah. our fault. Don't blame the virtual boys. It's not um, our fault. You're but, a shitty parent. Yeah. <laughs> but that was my second point. So don't worry about, you know, like wrecking your kid's eyes. That doesn't sound like a thing. But be aware of what they're doing and know what you're putting your kids into. That's kind of the bottom line here. It's up to you to, you know, manage these kids. And, you know, it's as a parent, like, be more responsible. That's what Well, you're like, and you say to know the tech, but also know the game. Yeah. Like, I don't mean, I mean, it would be helpful to just know the game so you could teach the game. But I'm talking more like, don't put them in crappy VR uh, situations either. Like, not all games are created equal and they're not always comfortable. And especially on the PC, you could run into some like insanely low frame rates. Just know what you're putting them in instead of just like letting it buck. Um, and I guess that would kind of be my recommendation from the non father figure. Um, but you know, if you want to support the inner child in me <laughs> and my, and my future kids, if you want my kids to eat, and have a roof over their heads. Consider supporting a Chris and Orion for only $1 a month. $1 a month, the price of a cup of coffee. <laughs> it's like a terrible infomercial. And that's when the coffee cup comes up. Consume. Consume. Anyways, guys, uh, we have a patron. Check that out. Um, like, comment, subscribe. Thanks for the support, guys. Really appreciate it you just watching the video because we like to talk and we like to talk VR. Love the comments, leave comments. I love reading the comments and just shooting the shit with. So why I got into this whole VR community anyways, because I want to talk VR. And sometimes I just, I don't want to talk to Ryan anymore. I so, totally back that statement. Um, yep. Especially with this. I mean, you know, if, 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 if we got something wrong or you found a study or something that says otherwise, like yeah. let us know and for like, leave us a link. Don't just say, well, my doctor said I need, you know, provide the information so others can read it too. Like let's share and this. Keep it respectful guys. Cause if you start, if you start being dicks in chat, like sometimes I've seen happen on Facebook, um, you're just going to delete the comments. So you really gain nothing and we do keep an eye on them, but we're pretty inappropriate, so we'll let a lot fly. But just we might be a dick first. Give it half an hour so you see it, then delete the comment. <laughs> you can't troll a troll. <laughs> but, but anyways, guys, yeah, keep it respectful and uh, thanks for supporting the channel. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you on episode thirty. Woo! See you. Yeah.